anyone at any moment because of Jesus standing before the Father, having his blood on hand, ready to go, ready to make that atonement, that sacrifice, they can respond to that and cry out to him and they're instantly changed and made new. You could be in the middle of a drug house right now with a needle sticking out of your arm and you can call out to the Lord Jesus and find complete salvation. You could be on the streets in a corner. You could be in your room. You could be in a prison cell. Any place that you are, it doesn't matter. You can call out for the sacrifice that has eternally paid the price for whatever you're in the middle of. You could be in the middle of the worst sin in this moment and his blood can cleanse you and bring you out. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Hebrews chapter 2 Because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. All this week, we are going to be examining how Jesus, when he was on this earth, had to deal with temptations to walk outside of the will of God and outside of his kingdom purpose. We are going to be talking about some different ways that we can be tempted by this world, by our spiritual enemy, and even by our own thoughts. So we wanted to start the week by sharing some truly good news. Not only did Jesus overcome every temptation that was presented to him, but in doing so, he gives us the example to follow when we are presented with temptations. And then, just to make sure we can overcome everything that comes our way, he says that he has been made a high priest in the kingdom of God, not only opening the door for us to enter boldly before God's throne when we need help and mercy, but it says as our high priest, he is actually praying on our behalf in those moments. How encouraging is that? That Jesus himself is praying for us to be strengthened. He demonstrates to us how to do it. Then he prays for us to have the strength to do it. And then he opens the way for his spirit to empower us with mercy to be strong from the very throne of God. We have got some powerful scriptures today to share about all of this. So to start, 
A lot of people listening, maybe you've never heard Jesus referred to as a high priest. And even just hearing those words, your mind fills with tons of weird images from movies that you've seen about satanic high priests or pagan high priests. Well, Ben is going to share some insight into what the Bible is referring to when it says that Jesus has become our high priest so that we can have a better understanding of this crucial role that Jesus plays in our lives. Yeah, so first we have to understand the context of the Bible. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, remember that the Jewish religion or the covenant that God made with the Israelites, with Abraham and his descendants, he set up a structure of priesthood. There are regular priests, you know, that, that did different sacrifices and, and, you know, lots of different things in that Old Testament covenant. Then there was the high priest. And once a year, the high priest would go in, in on behalf of all the Israelites. And they would have a sacrifice, and he would make the, the final sacrifice. And, you know, there was this whole process we're not going to get into. But anyway, God would forgive the people their sins for that whole year. He'd wipe that slate clean for the whole nation. And this high priest was a representation of the people before God in the tabernacle or th- that was a, a temporary moving temple or the actual temple itself that was built later on. So that's the structure, the let's call it a religious structure that God set up, the patterned after the heavenly structure, the heavenly temple, the heavenly pattern that God actually dwells in, his temple, he put it on earth and the ministration of that service and atonement for the sins of the people. So there's our context. And so now we just read that Jesus has been made the high priest for us, that that we have this person in Jesus who is standing between us and God, because there's no possible way that any human being on his or her own merit could ever stand before God. We are so far opposite of God because of our sin nature, of our own unrighteousness, that we would never be able to ever approach God at all. Even though sometimes we feel like we do good things or or maybe the good in our life overbalances the bad, our righteousness, the Bible says, is like filthy rags compared to God's righteousness. So we had a problem. We've got sin. We're in a fallen state away from God's will. And then enters the person of Jesus Christ. And God makes him a high priest then to stand in the gap between us and God and make the final sacrifice once and for all. He doesn't have to do it on a yearly basis. Jesus shed his own blood to make one sacrifice once and for all. So let's read just a a portion of Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, to get a little bit more in depth on what a high priest is. Every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins. And he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses. That is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as theirs. And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. No, he must be called by God for this work. That is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming he could become high priest. No, he was chosen by God who said to him, 
This is what God the Father said to Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. And in another passage, God said to Jesus, you are a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a famous high priest in the Old Testament. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of this deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. And God designated him to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. But we're talking about Jesus being that high priest, standing in the gap before us, and he suffered all the things on earth. He suffered every temptation so that he's able to sympathize and to strengthen us who go through the exact same things. Just pause here one moment and just think about that. Jesus suffered every single thing that humanity could suffer. He endured temptation of every single temptation. Just think about temptation right now. Think about lust or greed or lying or cheating or you know whatever it could be. That's your issue that you deal with. Jesus was tempted with that. Yet he never sinned. He never gave in to that temptation. And so, so in our temptation, he is our high priest praying for us. There is a way of escape for each and every one of us through the temptations that we suffer, through the things that we are confronted with. Jesus has made the way because he proved it. He came as a man, lived as a man, even though he was God. And he's endured all those things. He learned obedience, it says, from the things he suffered. And he was without sin. So that brings me hope, Joe. Like, no matter what I'm going through, Jesus has already been through it. And if he overcame it, then I can take heart because that means that same overcoming power is living within me. I just have to learn to develop that and live on that spiritual side compared to like my sinful fleshly side. And that's why I called today's episode, He Understands Our Weaknesses. And I think sometimes when in popular culture, when we think about Jesus, we have a perception of him just as the son of God side of things, you know, going around and doing the miracles and teaching the parables. But he was also the son of man, and he also had to deal in the flesh and as we talk through this week, uh, the different temptations he did come across and how he dealt with them, it's encouraging to remind ourselves that he does understand our weaknesses. And it actually said in the scripture that you just read that when we're talking about an earthly high priest, so the high priest of the Jewish temple back then, it says that the high priest functioned that way for the people because he was able to deal gently with them. He understood them because he himself, the high priest, the, the earthly high priest, was subject to those same weaknesses. And so when he was offering the sacrifice, he was actually offering it for himself, too. In fact, and, remember, I think you've probably heard uh, through tradition that they would tie a rope onto that high priest. So when he went into that holy place before the Lord, if he didn't offer like his own sacrifices correctly, like if the, if he was still in sin somehow, he would fall dead, and then they would have to pull him out by the rope because they couldn't go in either. They would, you know, it'd be, just be this chain of death. <laughs> so they'd have to just pull him out by right. the rope that was attached to his leg. Yeah, 
And so what makes Jesus so different? When Jesus' blood was shed as the sacrifice for us, he shed it in the perfectness of who he was. When he took that blood into the holy place of heaven, you know, there was no fear that, that he would not be able to stand before his father. He was able to stand before his father in holiness, in righteousness, because he was obedient unto death. He overcame every temptation. He overcame every weakness. He was the spotless sacrifice, sinless sacrifice. So then he was able to take that blood once and for all. And that's what I love. Like we also, it also said in that passage year after year, right? We talk about year after year, every year they'd have to go back and keep offering that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. What's so awesome about that is, is that Jesus did it once. He did it one time after his death and resurrection. He took the blood that he shed. I don't know how that works exactly. You know, scientifically speaking, now we're, we're discovering so many things about the quantum realm and how the very quantum particles can somehow go from here in the physical to someplace else in a different realm. I mean, there's so many things happening in science that, you know, sort of blow my mind. So there has to be something there that he was actually able to gather his blood and take it from this physical realm into the spiritual realm of the heavenlies and present it once and for all, the sacrifice for all sin, to cover us forever and make that way for us. So he understood what it was like to go through it, but now he stands before the Father, and I love it, as our high priest, he's constantly, always making intercession for us. When you think about that, how cool is it that the Lord Jesus himself is praying for you and me? He's praying for us. He sees when we're going through hard times. He knows when we're being tempted. He knows when we're being hurt. He knows all of it. And in those moments, he is actually interceding on our behalf before the throne of God, which, I mean, what better prayer partner really could you ask for in life? You know, if you don't, if you are alone right now and you have nobody to turn to, to pray for you, that's okay. You can turn to the Lord Jesus and say to him, Jesus, I know that you stand before the very face of God. Would you intercede on my behalf in this area and in this situation? And I think Jesus would always be the, the better prayer partner anyways. And that's why so. I like it. Anytime we can receive that forgiveness of sins because of his yeah. blood, like when you were saying that, how Jesus gathered his blood, I never thought about this before, but Jesus was God. He had the Father's essence, his spirit, whatever you want to call it. He he was part of the, like, if you chopped off a chunk of the Father, that's what was in Jesus's body. So if, if that is his blood, the beauty of that compared to an animal's blood, so they would have to freshly kill an animal in the Old Testament, sacrifice that blood, offer it on the altar, that blood would dry out within, you know, moments. It would just be worthless. But Jesus' blood, filled with the life of God, is always fresh. Think about that. That blood is eternal. Always living, yeah. Yeah, that blood is living. I think it says that the, his blood speaks a better word than that blood of, of an animal. So right now, that blood is still fresh in heaven, wherever it's existing. That blood is right now ready to do its work. It will never go away. In fact, probably for eternity, whatever happens to the universe and everything, when we're with the Lord, that blood's going to be there. 
Yeah. It'll always be ready to do its job. And what does that job do? It cleanses sin permanently. It washes us white as snow. That's why it's so powerful. If we think about that, anyone at any moment, because of Jesus standing before the Father, having his blood on hand, ready to go, ready to make that atonement, that sacrifice, they can respond to that and cry out to him, and they're instantly changed and made new. You could be in the middle of a drug house right now with a needle sticking out of your arm, and you can call out to the Lord Jesus and find complete salvation. You could be on the streets in a corner. You could be in your room. You could be in a prison cell. Any place that you are, it doesn't matter. You can call out for the sacrifice that has eternally paid the price for whatever you're in the middle of. You could be in the middle of the worst sin in this moment, and his blood can cleanse you and bring you out. You know, what amazing a testament that is, which if we're looking at the idea of how do we overcome, the, I mean, this world is full of temptations and testing and trials and so many opportunities to live in ungodly and unrighteous ways. If the role of Jesus as high priest and the blood that he has presented to the Father is enough to totally save our eternal souls and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, if it can do all of that, well, then that's how we know that when we're in the middle of being tempted to do something that's wrong or to think wrong or to behave incorrectly, of course it can help us. Of course he can help us. Of course he can make a way for us. Of course he can give us the out. Uh, there's one translation that says that he gives you an out. So we know that his blood and his role as high priest can help us in any situation that we find ourselves in today. So are you ready to learn how to overcome thoughts and overcome temptations, overcome things in your life that are not from God? Temptations to act in ways that are hurtful or detrimental to your spiritual growth? Are you ready to grow up in your spirit to be someone who is mature and strong in their thoughts and actions? If so, this week is going to be powerful for you. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says, So then, since we have this great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours, he understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings that we do, Yet he did not sin. He was able to overcome all of those testings and temptations. So let us now come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, because there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. So come boldly all week long before the throne of God and receive his mercy and his grace and his instruction for how to live here on earth. So today we pray over everyone listening that your hearts and spirits would become excited to learn how Jesus himself overcame his flesh and spiritual temptations. We pray that you would feel yourself being drawn into the very throne room of God where it says His mercy and His grace flows freely to you. We pray that your spiritual eyes would be open to see Jesus as the high priest of your life 
always praying and interceding on your behalf in the spiritual realm, and that you would be empowered to walk in confidence, that you can overcome anything the world throws at you. Get ready to become the church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.